Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Just a note to our listeners that our grief series was recorded pre-coronavirus time because so much of our audience is made up of people who are emotionally and energetically sensitive people. We want to acknowledge the impact of collective grieving that happens when over 300,000 people jump the planet and the increase of stress mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially even is hugely impactful. Please, we encourage you to get self-care wherever you can. One of the sites that I liked is Crisis Network, all one word, crisisnetwork.org. It lists tools for self-care. Like literally it'll give you lists. It has other websites and books that you can read until you find something that is more personally focused to help you through the grieving that's happening all together on the planet and specifically individually for you. Hi y'all, I'm Julie. Hi there, I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Brent, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side a production of iHeartRadio. Brynn, my witchy poo, how are you today? Hello, my elf. I'm doing great. I'm happy to speak with you. Oh, always, always so happy to talk to you. And this week is going to be the uplifting topic of dealing with grief. There we go. Party in a jar. <laughs> Party in a jar. Let's talk about grief some more. This is kind of part two to our, our with our grief discussion. And, you know, last week we talked about identifying grief because how do you know where to go if you don't know where you're starting from? So we right. started there. And now we're going to talk about the different paths that you can go to to deal 
actually, which is not very eloquent. You have a far more eloquent way of talking about it. But <laughs> Learning to deal in our school is really critical, no matter how you say it. Right. <laughs> so let me just affirm that. And again, we're, we're speaking of grief because we talk about spirits. We talk about spirits who've passed on. We talk about people that we love and we miss so much. And so it's really fun to talk about all those spirits and how they engage with us and how they play with us. And we still have to navigate Earth school when they've made their transition. While we know they're never gone, it's changed. And so we have to be able to embrace the change and succeed in Earth school with whatever's ahead of us. So that's why it's so important to talk about grief. It is. Yeah, I it, listen. You are preaching to the choir with this one, my witchy, because not to give a spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But by embracing my journey through grief, I'm a very different person than I was a decade ago. Yeah. As much it as change, I would, it changes you. It can, and it can in a lot of different ways. You can go and right. you can go up, or you can go down. Exactly. Your odds are not going to go sideways, but you're going to go up or down. Well, and you can go up and down. It can go back and forth. But when you come through the other side of grief is when you can stand in the space of pain and still be you and not lose your your focus, your direction, your ability to navigate Earth School, to engage with the world. You can just say, yeah, I still really miss that person, that job, that relationship, whatever it was, and say, and, you know, I'm making my way. And odds are it's a different version of you that people have seen. And actually, it's probably a different version of you than you've seen. At least that's what I experienced. Well, if you're grieving, if you're doing it right, if you're grieving right, <laughs> you should not be the same person afterwards. Because the, the reason that life is precious is by definition, it goes away. Right. Right. When something isn't scarce, it's not precious. Right. We know we don't get to live forever. Well, nothing's forever on earth. Well, nothing's forever, right? Whether it's a job or, or whatever it is. Or a relationship. I mean, or Relationships right. change. Your health. Right. Right. And so we have to, that's, that's what makes it precious. That's why it's so important to cultivate the value of things in your life, to, to celebrate the value of things and the awareness. Like, oh, I'm going to do this because it's, it's meaningful to me instead of just gathering whatever just because you can. Like, what's the most precious thing I can invest my energy, my attention, my time and money in? Those are the things that are, I value. And so when life comes to an end or a, a job comes to an end or a relationship comes to an end, you have to be able to integrate that change and move forward. Well, if I had a genie, if you don't yeah. mind interrupting, but if I had a genie in a bottle, I got one wish. And the genie said, hey, Julie, what would you like today? And I'd be like, you know, what I really want is I want Brenda to go into teaching mode and talk to us because I always learn from you no matter what. Even if I think I know what it is, I usually don't. <laughs> Another gift. Because I love when you go into teacher mode, except when you're kind of at me for something. That's a whole other conversation we'll have when we're not recording. Um, but, <laughs> but for you to, to teach us, I will certainly participate. But to talk to us about, okay, we've identified we're grieving. Now what? What are the things that I can do to start working my way through this? How do I take care of myself? How can I start digging into those layers i you know i want to come out of the other side of this mm -hmm. so how how what are the, what can i do because i know i felt stumped and stupefied and frozen because i know that when we 
are grieving, when we are fearful, we can't look forward. We can barely even look back. Right. Again, the brain chemistry is just I'm in survival mode, right? When a change happens and it's just so intense. And so um, the first thing is just basic self-care. So you want to look at food, water, rest. And that sounds very simplistic. You're like, really? That's your advice on grieving? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you why it's so important is that there are some of us in the world that actually eat our feelings. I, you know, I know people that haven't really begun to grieve yet, and they'll stay up all night reading the news or playing a game or watching television or something because they can't stand to have a second to think, to be with themselves. I also know people, you may be looking at her right now, that eats her feelings. <laughs> Because, because I'm it's uncomfortable. like, I'm uncomfortable. I need to make myself feel better. So I'm, I'm not going to go down the cherry pie route, even though we did just pass National Cherry Pie Day. <laughs> that a thing. There is such a thing. Okay. So when you that. talk about, and then the drinking water, listen, I, I, I know a lot of people that, you know, having a cocktail they think is going to make things better, but it's not. So when you talk about food, water, sleep, it is not obvious. It is crucial. Well, let's face it. I mean, just day to day, those things seem very simple and we miss a lot of them. <laughs> so you don't have to be in grieving to, to miss those. And when we can take care of those things, like, so if you are grieving someone's transition, someone's passing, the tradition is, I can't take care of myself. So friends and family, your community will show up with food. Like that's how it goes, right? Because they know you can't really function in the world because everything's been blown apart and you have to go through it to reorganize and recover in the world. And so that's why they bring you food. Now, the food they bring you may be comfort food, right. which you, the brain actually needs when it's trying to repair your life. It needs sugars. It needs carbohydrates. Like you will crave that to try and create some comfort. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, eating donuts 24 7 <laughs> that doesn't sound bad to be real honest no i'm just kidding but kale well, doesn't sound good when you're grieving you do need those those sugars those um, yeah. simple sugars that's not the only thing you need, but you you will need some because you're just trying to create some comfort in the world and your brain is, is burning through so much trying to navigate that's why it's so great we have rituals of funerals all of a sudden when someone passes there is a list that has to be addressed whatever tradition you come from. There is a list. There's specific things. Sometimes it's only for three days. Sometimes it's for much longer. But you have these steps that your community or your traditions will take you through because you can't navigate. But in the meantime, you need to be covering these basics. Self-care. Pay attention. Move your body. Get outside if you can, even if it's just for a slow walk to the end of the driveway and back because that's all you can do. Right. And brush your teeth by the way, because the day my mom died, I did not brush my I couldn't. I was like frozen. Somebody called and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's three o'clock and I haven't brushed my teeth yet today. And that phase can go on for weeks and days and months. For some people, it's a lot longer than just the day of. And so the other thing that can be really helpful, and hopefully your friends or um, family will call you on this, if you are someone who has addictive or depressive behaviors, that they will call you on it if you're overindulging. It's one thing to say, look, I'm going to stay in bed till noon. I just don't even call me, don't talk to me, don't expect to see me before then. Completely fine. If you are doing that and saying, I'm going to bed at 3 in the afternoon and I'm not getting up till noon, that's going to be a problem. Right? No, no healing is going on after a certain point. So we have to keep our comforting, 
or numbing behaviors in check because they can take over. And this is where you just have to be really honest with yourself. I have a friend whose mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I said, well, how are you doing with that? And she said, well, I day drank for a week, but, um, you know, I'm like, what? Like, like the first time I'd heard that term, I'm like, what? That's a thing? She's Wait, like, yeah. you didn't know about day drinking? I didn't know about that. <laughs> oh, I was going to partake in that today. I can't believe you've never heard of it. I have other guests. But, <laughs> but um, and, you know, I told her respectfully, and she said, but, it's, you know, it's not really a problem. And I said, well, yeah, it's, it's not a problem, except that you missed a week of your mom's life when her condition was at the best it's going to be. Mm. Yeah. Right? And so, which may have not been very compassionate, but I wanted to call her out in a way that how she has stated she wants to live. And this was not consistent with that. And so I hope someone will do the same for you if, or ask them to, hey, you know what, whatever, whatever, it may not be day drinking, it may be something else. But Well, it could be weekly deliveries from wine.com. So it could be that. Actually, just shopping. Shopping, a lot, sure. a lot of people get that little hit when we shop online. And so, or whatever it is, we get that little dopamine hit. And so whatever behaviors it is, ask someone, can you help me with this? Because I'm not sure I'm in a place to monitor it in a healthy way. Yeah, that's great advice. Step one is self-care and don't self-destruct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, these aren't linear things. You're going to have to come back and you have to go out of balance sometimes to come back into balance. And you have to be compassionate with yourself as long as you have someone or have an agreement with someone where the line is that says, if I cross this line, then I'm going to need some professional help. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And, you know, a thing that, you know, I found and I've learned from other people too is when they're in that space, reading was something that they found to be a bit of an escapism, right? Like it's escapism-ish. Somebody else's story can make you feel better about yours or help you understand yours. Mm -hmm. So that identifying, I think, is, you know, the first thing you, the first act that you did after you put your hand on my back was you sent me a book. (laughs) Did I? You did. It was, um, do dead people see you in the shower? (laughs) Yeah. It's one of my favorites. I love that book. I've given that book as gifts to so many people. It's such a good one. But reading is good. You know, reading can help you understand. If you want to move through, you must start to understand what the transition is like for you and other people who've done it. And, And people also talk about how they've done it wrong, right? Like the like things like day drinking, you know? Or maxing out their visa card. Right. And it happens. I mean, you know that you've heard stories or you can know people who, when you look at, if they've gone through a really hard time and been in a course of destruction, you can take it back to, oh, that's when mom died or that's when the wife committed suicide or whatever it is, right? Right. Um, Because that's real and that happens. The other thing is, don't be afraid to watch sad movies, but throw in comedies too. The body kind of doesn't know the difference between crying and laughing sometimes because you know how you'll cry and then go into laughter or you'll be laughing so hard you're crying. (laughs) It's it's all emotion that needs to be expressed. Do you have a go-to comedy if you're like sad? Actually, I've heard... um, Okay, mine's Deadpool. So if I really want to laugh, <laughs> I, I'm going to stop asking you um, entertainment questions. I don't know why. I haven't learned yet. So Deadpool is mine. There's a new one. Well, new as in this year. That's hilarious called Booksmart. I go for the rated R comics. The Heat is a big time go-to for me. Like if I know, it's like I need to laugh, yeah. I know where to go. 
So have your list of your go-tos. I like actually Trevor Noah's stand-up always makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's so talented. Oh, he's but great. We are going to come back in just a minute after this break. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing Watson X Governance, helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM, let's create. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. Welcome back, and we're talking about recovering from grief and how to deal and how to survive by making good choices. And so reading and having movies ready to go. The other thing is, even though I said don't stay all day in bed, we also want to make sure that we are taking things slowly. A lot of people will want to immediately um, purge all their all the clothes of their loved one who've passed on or um, burn all the files from the job they lost or burn the clothes of the person they broke up with, whatever it is. <laughs> like, Just make sure that when you close your eyes, you think, okay, 10 months from now, 10 years from now, I'll be happy with that choice. You're not actually able to make that call in that moment because you're still in so much pain. So it's usually a really good idea to wait. That's why traditionally they would say, make no big decisions after someone's passed for a year. So you've lived through all the seasons, all the holidays, all the anniversaries and birthdays. You have that first year under your belt and the, the whole world isn't quite as sensitive to you. And like, they're not being sensitive. They're not treating you with kick gloves anymore, but you aren't as sensitive to the world either after that first year. And so then you're ready to make those kind of choices. That doesn't mean you need to leave someone's clothes hanging in the closet for a year. Maybe you put them in storage or you ask someone to hold on to them for you or something like that. Or you could be ready, but 
pay attention. There's no need to make really big decisions. I think that's incredible advice because, you know, you hear that whole year thing. It's like, you know, if you're an addict and you're recovering, don't date anybody for a year. You know, you hear like the the year. I, I, this is really great advice, I think. I think, you know, one thing you told me to do is you said you need to journal. You need to write. You right. need to, you It know, helps you slow down when you journal. And it's different than typing on a computer to actually journal, to actually do long handwriting. Completely. I know that's so lost in the school system, but I'm not going to go down that path. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not here to judge the American school system. But what was interesting, because I, I did, I took your advice. Most of the time I do, the only one I've really rejected is drinking warm water. We've had that discussion. I mean, it's something about the gallbladder. <laughs> it's another <or> episode. <laughs> that is, but I'm, I'm not going to do it. But I... But I started journaling and, you know, three years later, a book was published. And what's interesting, not about it being published, because that's actually more of a, a consequence, if you will, or an outcome of what the most important thing that happened um, while I was writing it, was I started to understand myself. Because when you actually start to write about your life and who you are, because, you know, I, I first wanted to write or have a, a coffee table book about ghost pictures. And then that's when Suzanne was like, baby, nobody's going to look at that. Nobody has <laughs> coffee table books. That's stupid. I think she called me stupid. She loves to call me that. It's fine because she's usually right. <laughs> this is why we need friends and family to be really honest with yeah, us. <laughs> everybody needs a Suzanne to say, oh, don't be stupid. But while writing... I not only started to understand what I had been immediately dealing with, I started to understand the griefs or grief of different parts of my life and was able to start recovering, dealing, identifying, yes, my witch. uh, Well, I was just going to say, I I love that, how, you know, what that unfolds with the process, right? It wasn't like you sat down wrote once and said, oh, I got this, I, I get, you know. I crushed that. I'm done with journaling. <laughs> it's, it's an unfolding. And grief is so multidimensional. It seeps and turns and twists into all these different spaces of your heart and of your life and in the external world, in the internal world. And when you give her space to actually be acknowledged, that's when the lessons come. That's when you actually begin to advance through the grief course of earth school, to use that analogy. And she needs time. It's just an exquisite and sacred pain. Again, you only get that when you loved, when you cared, when you gave yourself full, so fully. Honor that giving, honor that, that gift that you showed up with to the job, to the relationship, to whatever it was, and get the rewards of that by giving grief space. Okay, so I have tears in my eyes. I'm just going to confess because nobody can see me. But that's how, I mean, I felt everything you just said. And I think so many listeners are going to feel what you just said because I put myself there. And it's like, I remember what that felt like. I remember at the time feeling like I lost someone who was the most important person and thought I was the most incredible human to ever grace the planet. (laughs) And then how do you recover from that? Right. Like that's what it felt like. And so I was three years writing and writing and writing and writing and it kept changing because mm-hmm. because I kept changing. Because you kept showing up. It kept changing. I kept showing up. It kept evolving. And one of these days, just for fun, if anybody ever wants to read my first draft that I thought, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I wrote it. It's done. It was 
12,000 words. By the way, that's a spit in the bucket for anybody who knows anything Who's about publishing a book. It maybe it was 12,000. And that probably, yeah, no, it, it, that was probably just copying words and putting them back in for repeat to get up to 12,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the process of allowing yourself to start and know that it's a beginning, if you choose to go down that route, you can also choose to talk to someone, right, to have the conversations. So much, like it for me, it was a combination of so many things. It was self-care, right? It was conversations. It was writing. It was you using that word that triggered the crap out of me, which is my elf, you need to meditate. I'm like, what? I can't even spell it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but that was a way to start to figure out, you know, to have those quiet moments. I mean, we talk about meditation. You've talked so much about what women do is we put ourselves last on the list, which mm-hmm. is so incredibly true. Again, it's another TM for you. And how they just should allow themselves just three minutes a day just to connect with themselves. If you're grieving, the loss of anything, you need to connect with. It, is, it should be required for you to take those moments, however you choose to do. And we've talked a lot about different paths that people can have for that. But finding that moment, that space for them to find where you are today. Right. And your ability to drop in, to drop in. People are so afraid of the silence, right? That's why we're always connected to something or something's playing or, you know, whatever it is. Oh, and something, get another, post, another comment on social, whatever it is. How can you put all that away to actually connect in so you can take care of the grief? You know, when we lose someone, specifically someone we loved, we want those signs from them. We want to know that they're still there. And how can we do that if we're not paying attention? And meditation is a way to keep that sort of your inner slate clean so that you can receive your messages. And it's really critical. People want to always, how can I hear from my mom? How can I hear from my, you know, whoever passed on that I I really want to connect to? Drop in. You can also hear from yourself in these sacred spaces. And it sounds so simple and it sounds like it can't be that easy, but it actually is. The other thing I want to talk about is, so as you think about meditation, also think about other things that you had sometimes wanted to do, especially if it's a job or a loved one. You remember that preciousness of life that we talked about before. Um, When something is so precious, it's by definition not going to last forever. And so the same is true for your life. So how are you going to show up? So it's a great time to that's when people come to yoga. That's when people take up archery or whatever it is that your heart's always desired. I was going to say out loud axe throwing because I just took it up. It's incredible. That is so Arkansas. Isn't it? That's so Arkansas. Awesome. Yeah, I, I throw axes for fun now. I just thought I would so kind of you, lighten up the mode there. The thank mood you. The I first appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, and, you said and archery. So, and again, joining a grief group, starting to work with a therapist, these are all things to help you check in, process, and move forward so that you can re-engage with life fully, you fully present, even though... You are not the same person because you are literally recreating your life, whether it's a job or a person that's passed, but you literally are recreating yourself in the world. And so you need, you know, guides on the side. You need support that keeps you moving forward. Did you just say guides on the side? Because that's incredible. (laughs) I've never heard you say that. I love that. Can we, we're guides on the side too. We we are guides. 
Yeah, more guides totally. on the side. I just like guides on the side. Yeah, it's good. But you do, right? Because you're, you're recreating yourself in the world without that person who's passed or that title that you had. Like you talked about in, in our last episode, my elf, that says I have to reestablish and reconfigure myself. And that takes a lot of energy. And that's emotional energy and mental energy and physical energy. So you need to find ways to rejuvenate yourself. And asking for help in this way is essential. It's and humility. Essential. There's mm-hmm. a humility to all of it, right? Without a doubt. There is a humility to – I have a, a very close friend that has been a friend for almost my entire life. And she suddenly lost her husband a year ago. And everything changed in a second. In a second. That's how life is. In a second, everything changed. Everything changed from happy life, happy family – I mean, everything was going great. Three amazing daughters, like the whole, and then boom, everything changes. Who you thought you were, who you are now, you don't even know who you are. Who am I supposed to be now? Because not only, I mean, you can say losing a husband, but now she's technically a single parent. Yeah, to three kids. Never thought. To ever see herself as it, because her marriage was always strong. Like mainly, people think about parenthood. As I'm a single parent, had a divorce, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have the stigma of that kind of stuff. But this is mm-hmm. no; she was thrust into being yep. a single parent. Just looking at world, the world like that, like, oh wait, I actually am defined differently. Why? Why? Whoa! Yeah, and and you have to define outside and inside. Every day, she probably gives herself a pep talk. Still, that says, mm-hmm. "Okay, I got this. I can do this." Right, because this is not the, what the gig she signed up for. So she has to reestablish that inner sort of guidance that says, "Okay, okay, this is who I am." There's no handing it off to, "Hey, honey, can you do this?" Right, and and externally, I actually have to be out in the world in a way that lets people know, "No, I am the main contact." Right, this is what happens, and in the family. Yeah, and right. The family, right? Like, is that all? That whole dynamic changes. And yes, right. we. I think you wanted us to go to a break, and I'm awful about, about wanting it. to go to break. So <laughs> I will follow your lead, and we will take a break. And we'll be Thank right you back. For listening to the signs. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> if your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM, let's create. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, 
Morton buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. And welcome back. So we were talking about when we are grieving, things we need to focus on, engage, promise to ourselves and others about how we are going to re-engage our lives, re-establish our lives, commit to the self-care that is required to recreate the lives we want going forward. A new life, a life that's going to be different. And I think one of the incredibly essential steps to do that is gratitude, which seems a little off because you're like, wait, this just this terrible thing just happened in my life. How am I supposed to be grateful? And the thing about gratitude is there is research that talks about the more you practice gratitude, the more you literally are training your eyes to see what is valuable, what is beautiful over and over and over again. So literally the more you practice it as a conscious, it can be a, a conscious practice. Who is it? Sarah, last name begins with a B who came up with the very famous book that Oprah, one of Oprah's first books that said, just write down the five things you're grateful for every day. And that's the practice. But then they did research that that showed how it completely uplifts you over and over and over again. And the thing you have to know is if you can cultivate the lesson of grief, it is that your life is precious. And it's a privilege. And it's a privilege, right? It's nothing is guaranteed. And so in this way, if you can actually activate that through your gratitude practice, your life gets better and better. And remembering that there are no mistakes in earth school, even though it feels like it, and you want to go through particularly that bargaining step of the five steps of grief, right? First one, denial. Second one, anger. Number three, bargaining. Four, depression. Five, acceptance. So a better way to get to acceptance is to skip the bargaining step. <laughs> you don't really skip any of them. <laughs> Even if it's <laughs> if it's 30 seconds, though, that says, how can I actually get to a really good place faster? And it is to be grateful instead of, of course, you're going to be sad. But in the sadness is that seed of sacredness, is that seed of complete thrill at this role you got to play, this person you had in your life, whatever it is, it's okay to be sad. But to stay in anger, you know, it's one of the steps, it's the second step. Anger, like, how could this have happened? I don't believe in God anymore. That's a really popular one. I'm sure you've seen that one. My elf. Oh my gosh, like, yes. I don't believe where there's I live. divine. You know, this is just a shit show. And, and like people get really, really mad. And, and that's part of it, absolutely. But to stay there is to imprison yourself. Make the shift to try the practice of getting a journal and write down five things you're grateful for. I know when I was grieving a relationship, it was an engagement that, and I just, I would write every day, five things. 
Maggie, 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 because that was my my Shih Tzu. That's the only thing I had to be grateful for. I had a shitty job. <laughs> you know, I, you had a shitty <laughs> job, and you had a shit zoo. I had a shit zoo. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> there so, we go. But I was only grateful for one of those things. <laughs> um, and, and if you don't mind me, I'd, I would like to interject in this part of it because the other thing that I find with this, and I've experienced this myself, and I actually experienced it last night with a friend who is so shut down that I don't even think she can tell you the last time she cried. Mm. I remember a time in my life, and I counted, and I did this when I was actually writing my book. I didn't put it in because it didn't seem necessary. But I remember there was a period of time, it must have been between six and seven years, I cannot tell you one time I cried. Not one time. But I can tell you that after I lost my mom and after Mona, that uh, you could not walk by my office and be guaranteed I wasn't sitting there crying. Yeah. It was freeing. Yeah. Because then I wasn't holding everything in my body. And people sometimes are afraid to show that emotion. They're afraid. One is, they might not know how, right? They're so shut down, they can't even get to that place. And maybe, you know, when you talked about watching a comedy, maybe you go watch a sad movie. Like, get it started. (laughs) You know, it's like. It's so helpful. Like I said, all that emotion that just needs to come out. It just needs to come out. It can come out in all kinds of ways. I know when I was grieving my brother, I worked in finance at Procter & Gamble. (laughs) That still makes you, me laugh. Every time I, you say it, it's like yeah, you're telling yeah. a joke. It's like a, yeah. the butt of a joke. I'm like, how did you I, be in I, finance? I was literally the butt of the joke. But, uh, <laughs> but remember, the universe gives you exactly what you need. And the truth is, I had the kindest manager in the world. He had the same name as my brother, which is really interesting, Aww. right? Mark, my brother spelled it with a C. He spelled it with a K, this finance manager. And he was so kind to me. And so one day after I'd been away for probably three weeks, like I took vacation, I just, you know, I couldn't do it. And I came back and I had to do a forecast. <laughs> <laughs> Still makes me giggle. It was completely insane. And he's like, well, let's walk through this forecast together before we send it to our boss, okay? I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. And he starts walking me through it, and I'm just weeping. Like, I'm not sobbing. I'm not throwing a fit or anything like that. But the tears are hitting the spreadsheet, right? <laughs> been there. I've been and there. He, right? And anyone yeah. who's grieved has. It's, it's just what happens. And he said, you know, he's, his hands are up by, you know, open palm up by his, hand, by his head, like, uh, are you okay? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like... Just keep going. I'm going to be sad for a long time. Yeah. And and I said, really, this this is the best thing for me is to think about something as mindless as a spreadsheet. <laughs> like, it actually is helpful. It's a distraction. It's an escape. From, yeah. Right. It's, it's an escape, escape compared to to focusing on something that feels like it's going to swallow you. It feels like this is bigger than you and it is going to swallow you. That's what it feels like. And so I need to this little thread to this spreadsheet. And and it's okay. And he did. God love him. He just kept talking. He's like, okay, if that's what you really want. I'm like, it is so what I really want. And you know what's incredible about that story and what's incredible, I think, that so many people have experienced and had no idea that this would be an outcome is you can really see the best in people when oh, you are vulnerable yeah. like that. Yep. And it, you are actually by being who you are and expressing the way you can express, you are actually doing a service for other people to be their best. And to be who they are. It was incredible for me. I remember going into the office for the first time after mom jumped. And Catherine Colbert, I went Mm -hmm. to her office. (laughs) She was my first stop. Mm -hmm. Because she was my warm, sweet, fuzzy friend. And I don't mean that literal. I mean that emotionally, right? And I just went to her office and she just stood up. She got up behind from her desk, went over and just came and hugged me. And that is all 
that I needed. And she was so kind and would be in meetings and she'd kind of reach over and kind of tap me. And it's like I saw the best of her. And she's amazing anyway. But the best of her came out. And so the best of Mark with a K came out, right? Like he was like, okay, I'm I'm here with this. Do it together. Like that was a great part of it. You allowed him to find a great piece of him. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Yeah, so I think was, that's something not to be forgotten in this huge, giant matrix of life and grieving is when you feel like you're being – because especially for men, they, they, there's a weakness, right? They this perceive as a weakness if they are upset or crying or grieving or whatever it may be. And I've actually watched adult men make fun of other adult men for grieving, and it pissed me off because yeah. I'm like, oh, look what you're just taking away. That's, you just, that's not okay. Yeah, But to allow for that, like I remember when our chairman lost his father, we were all in a conference room and he got Mm -hmm. the call, took the call in this room of like 10 people. And that's when he found out that his father is – and this was a a grown-ass man lost. Mm -hmm. I mean his dad was was old, right? Long life. Mm -hmm. And it changed how I felt about him Mm -hmm. in such the most magnificent way. Because he was authentically showing how he felt. And you see how much this grown man loved his grown father and how powerful mm-hmm. that he was in his life. That it changed. And I was, a wit- I was just bearing witness. That's I wasn't beautiful. participating. I was bearing witness. That's beautiful. And so I just think it's important to not forget that. Well, and it's this unifying factor. We all will have different versions of it. Grieving is not linear and grieving is exponential. So when you had to grieve both your mom and Mona... Right, it's it. It wouldn't have mattered if it was because it was six months apart. Yeah. And but if it was six years apart, it still would have impacted you exponentially. Like this is overwhelming, and you know it's it, it builds on top of each other. So we all go through this. It's the the one one of the few things that we will like death, marriage if we're lucky or unlucky, depending on your choices. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, right? Oh, and then death. The <laughs> but these are unifying human experiences and when we can meet people there the world gets better and also once you've better. grieved you're a way better supporter yeah you can stay in that silence you can i can people. stay with i can yeah. sit, sit there with, i can stay with anybody with virtually any issue now i can yeah. sit I, i'm there with you yeah. i go to the hospital now i can do mm-hmm. things that i never thought i could do when my father like it's been almost 40 years that my dad died and I could not see him in a casket. I refused. But I was also a child. So let's yeah, also keep that in mind, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And – but now I can – I've uh, because I've gone through it, mm-hmm. I know I can see it in other people. I can walk with them. I can hold their hand. I can also not if they don't want that either. But I can so be present. And so when you're getting there, support others, right? Exactly. Be there. Be exactly. present for them. Because exactly. Earth School is hard as hell, especially when you're grieving. And without the other side. And without the other side. And with that... Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank y'all. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at OthersideGuides at iHeartRadio.com And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, 
Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.